0: I tried recording this episode three times before today, and I just couldn't do it. I just kept thinking, this is all bullshit. Um, it's going to be, this is just going to be a slightly different episode today. It'll be what it's going to be. Uh, might be all over the place, but it'll be real. Some seasons are really hard when we're grieving. Some days are so hard that they feel like they're going to destroy you. And sometimes they come out of the blue. <laughs> um, I do want to talk today about holding space for both joy and pain over the holidays. But mostly maybe what i want to talk about is that your feelings are valid and that grief sucks and grief is really really painful and that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong so welcome i'm krista founder of a life in progress.ca rebrandingmiddleage.com I offer my work as a writer, grief, and trauma-informed mind-body coach and joyful living educator. More broadly, my work is for freedom seekers, truth-tellers, and stubborn questioners, highly sensitive souls, slow movers, and non-hustlers, the anxious, grieving, weary, and healing, reforming people-pleasers, perfectionists, performers, and peacekeepers, and brave, messy and curious humans ready to quiet the conditioning and noise to reclaim freedom, wholeness, and joy. I'm glad you're here. So I had a session yesterday with my somatic therapist and really I wailed and bawled and truth telled and just asked him if he could just be a witness. And hold space so that I could access some of the pain that I was experiencing. And that was hard and vulnerable, but also good. And today I happened to also have an appointment with my GP, my um, medical doctor. And, um, and she, she's a very kind human as well. And we had a chance to, chat a little bit about how I was feeling in this season and um and she laughed and said I should just entitle this episode this is bullshit so here I am I guess the reason that I just couldn't get through the episode is that some days and in some seasons There's just, everything just feels like a superficial fix, an attempt at putting a Band-Aid on heartbreak. And all of the tools in the world cannot repair deep grief. They can help us stay regulated or you know protect our mind body health so that we can even access some of the deeper pain and or just keep us moving forward if that's all we have in us and you know I have a lot of tools in my toolbox and I walk my talk and I've got really great practices in place in my life and admittedly it's taken me 4 years since my son died of slow and steady coming back to or rebuilding habits that were second nature to me before he left it's it's a long and hard journey and so in my own truth of kind of how I'm feeling right now. Maybe that's what somebody else needs to know is it's this hard. And it takes a long, long time. And four years in, I'm conscious that I have years of work ahead of me and maybe a lifetime. You know, this is not this is not something that can be quote-unquote fixed. Grief is hard work. It's important work. And like I needed my practitioner yesterday to just be a witness, help me just by being a witness and allowing me to access the the pain that I often need to live armored up against just to keep doing life and maybe that was hard for him it seemed like maybe it was um we we need a witness we need to learn how to witness with and for each other. We need permission to feel, to feel the crushing weight of a new reality, to give voice to the pain, the fear, the wanting. It's not pretty, it's not neat and tidy. It doesn't always look hopeful or joyful. But if we don't name the reality of this part of what it means to navigate loss, life-changing loss, then we isolate and we internalize, I think, judgment and shame. Oh, so the holidays can be hard. And I don't necessarily think that's why I'm having a very raw week. There were some other things that just triggered, triggered me, or activated me and brought to the surface some some pain. And but I had planned to have this conversation because. You know, nonetheless, the holidays are hard when you are not feeling joyful, when your life has been turned upside down. And grief comes in many shapes and forms. So my story, you know, usually what I'm leading from when I'm talking about grief right now is the death of my child. But I've also lost parents 21 and 10 years ago, just weeks before the holidays. My son died two months before the holidays. And and, and it just can feel extra painful when it seems like everybody else is, you know, jolly. <laughs> and even when our brains know that, this world is hard and and everybody has their own stuff going on but sometimes our hearts and our bodies just feel like we're full of pain and grief and everybody else is continuing life you know so A few things that maybe will support you. If you are in acute grief, the first weeks and months after loss or early grief, which can last two or even three years, depending on the specifics of the loss that you have experienced. The holidays are hard. i have found that they get easier but not easy and every year feels different and there's a a need to keep writing our story to face the truth that the life i i'll speak for myself the life I wanted the life I planned for is no longer. And that sucks. But there is still lots and lots and lots of beauty in my life. And. And I want to keep building new traditions with my daughters, my husband. I want us to remember jairus and to share stories and to laugh and to individually feel whatever we need to feel and process in our own ways but to keep living forward year one after jairus died again christmas came two months after he died and it was a write-off by early morning or, or late morning my girls burst into tears and left and went to their bedrooms and essentially the holiday was over but I had heard another grieving mother share something she wasn't speaking to me but I just cleaned it as I listened and it was something along the lines of, you know, don't try to make the holidays anything, just let them be what they are and don't, don't try to fix it for your family. And that was really helpful for me, especially year one, but also I hold on to that each year. I can't make it anything Again, there's some types of loss that are just crushing and and it's really hard to wrap our minds and our brains around it. And it doesn't need fixing, it can't be fixed. It can just be named and witnessed and felt. And processed, you know? And that's one of the hardest things I think about grieving over the holidays or otherwise is that we live in a world where we want to fix. We want the answer. We want the next evidence based tool. We want the medicine. We want the numbing. We want the whatever we want to quickly get to joy and I say none of that with any judgment like I'm here and and it's like we I think I think maybe it's just a natural part of being human is it's so hard so we hope for the end of the pain we want we want an out And it is okay to set our grief aside if that's possible and when that's possible to keep breathing and living. It is absolutely okay to laugh and love and enjoy moments of pleasure or ease, even as we're grieving. We don't necessarily have to manufacture them. And I have found that because I have two other children, I have needed to put a lot of effort into this work for their benefit, not to be fake, not to pretend, but because i i also recognize that their lives didn't end with their big brothers and they have a right to thrive and and feel excited about life and i want that for them i want it for me frankly and i want it for them so it's a dance You know, it's a dance of being with both or holding space for both joy and pain. There's no rules, really, unfortunately, because wouldn't we like rules to make it easier to know that we're doing it right? But maybe that's part of the Being, you know, or bringing compassion to our experience as we navigate grief over the holidays is noticing and allowing the dance or the ebb and flow. Often we have guilt, we might experience guilt when we feel a moment of happiness, when Our loved one is no longer here. It seems so contradictory, like so wrong. That's a common experience in the earlier days or years. And so I guess one of the greatest gifts that we can offer each other perhaps or ourselves is just say like, we're allowed to feel all of it. All of it. You know, to stay safe, but not to believe the lie that our feelings are too big, too much, we are too much, that we should shove it all down, that, you know, just because it's not palatable for other people and not everybody can be with us and our pain doesn't make our pain wrong it doesn't mean that we shouldn't give it a voice and in fact i'd argue that if we don't find a way to give it a voice it ends up harming us so you know stay safe i think it's a wise idea to create a safety plan if especially if you you are doing the holidays alone and you're grieving, you know, who could you call? Who could you send a text to and just say, I'm hurting? You know, it doesn't mean you always need them to talk on the phone or offer any advice just to witness. You know, often that's what we're looking for, to remember that we're tethered here or we're we were not alone, even though we are alone in our grief, really. Like, it's like nobody can do it for you, really. But you can be in community with people who even messily and imperfectly are doing their best to just give you that space to be you in a really, really hard season. So you have permission to feel all the feelings, the joy and the pain, create a safety plan. If you think that you might be in danger, I recommend staying off social media and hunkering down. It's really hard like I kind of touched on this, but I think it's pretty hard when you are in a lot of pain to see other families celebrating. Um, If, you know, so for me, like my son was 23 when he died. So to see his friends online or their families was just like twisting the knife in my gut doesn't mean you don't wish other people well it just means that your pain is so big that that is not serving you right now so staying off social I think is a really good idea we're really being very cautious around what media you're consuming what voices you're allowing in let go of needing to fix because there's no fix um, for yourself or for others. But also, that doesn't mean that you can't plan for some lovely moments or some nurturing thing. So, you know, like maybe you buy some great fiction, maybe you download some cheesy Hallmark Christmas movies, maybe you get some favorite treats, you know, you might not have energy to bake. So you buy local and buy some, some fun things that just little moments of pleasure or comfort are, I think, really helpful as well. Some new jammies, some twinkly lights, beeswax, can- beeswax candles, you know, whatever it is that helps you also see glimmers of beauty or joy or comfort in the midst of your grief. I think I'm going to end there. I I will share links to some material that will hopefully be helpful Um, presentations I've given or interviews around grief that have some practical thoughts and information in there. Um, But mostly, I guess the key takeaway that I would like to offer you is, yeah, this is bullshit. This is, this is rough. It is horrible and hard. We can get through it. I'm getting through it. I'm in four years in, after a loss that many times I thought it would destroy me. It's this hard. You're not doing it wrong take really good care of yourself, be kind to yourself. Yeah, and know, I guess that in this small way, at least you're not alone. I hope that in some way that you feel seen and heard. So one final thought before I close is, maybe you're not the one grieving, but you love somebody who is. We all have different needs, obviously. There isn't one a one-size-fits-all path to loving your grieving friend or her family member. But I'll share something that is true for me. And I'm a, a strong introvert, so it's not that I don't want people to come to my door. I don't want people to try to hug me at the grocery store. I don't want phone conversations. But there's something that never has been th- wrong, like never has been not helpful for me. And that is a brief, simple message that says something like, I love you and I'm thinking of you as you you know, navigate this season. And for those who actually know my son's name, to say his name and just say you know as you navigate christmas without jairus it's it's painful when people don't acknowledge the significance of the loss but it doesn't again like it it, what we don't want to do is offer pat answers i think or even spiritual answers, as far as I'm concerned, because all of those things are, they come across as attempts to dismiss or alleviate the suffering, not to witness it. And again, what I really think we need is to have our grief and pain witnessed. So a quick little text, not expecting a response, um, but just to say, you know, I love you and I'm thinking of you is I th- what it seems to me, that is a gift that we can offer each other as well. All right, so something that I've been enjoying, um, there's a book that you can access for free. It's called The Subversive Soul and I'm really loving it. The author is phyllis mathis and she and my friend kathy escobar have a podcast uh that i'll link to and i'll link to the subversive soul i i wish there's some books sometimes i'm like i wish i had written this uh because she just very with so much clarity and beauty and honesty i think speaks to some of the things that i have been learning and um, or learned in particular in my 40s. So I'll link to that um how to practice imperfect action. It could be, you know that you come up with one or two people that you could send a text to over the season if the holiday season if you're grieving. Um, or it could be come up with even five, small nurturing ways to take really good care of yourself over the holidays. All right, Um, you can sign up for the free simplify and recalibrate challenge to end your year on purpose. The registration ends December 1st, end of day, Um, and that's a five-day challenge that I offer Um, that includes just an idea, an exercise, and then a short accompanying video explanation in five different areas of life, just different ways that we can check in and look for ways to simplify and recalibrate again to end our year on purpose. Until next time. Make peace with messiness to make space for joy. Or if you're grieving over the holidays, don't try to force joy. It's okay to just be.